everybody. Got a minute for a story? This is Ken Pierpont, and it's time for Stories from Bittersweet Farm. And today, it's snow. It snowed this weekend. This uh, kind of a perfect Michigan snow, not the kind that's really too terribly inconvenient, but it beautifies everything. So, there's an inch of snow on the ground, and I'm just debating whether or not I should leave it alone, and maybe it'll melt or go out and plow it, I suppose. I need to go out and push it, push it off the drive, tidy up the steps, and make them safe so nobody takes an unwanted tumble. Nonetheless, beautiful out. On the way to church yesterday, running a little bit late, I wasn't preaching. We created a series of messages that involve four preachers, and I was one of them. But So Leo Cummings, our former pastor and current elder, was preaching at the Bethel Baptist Church on Sunday morning. So I was feeling kind of chill and relaxed about that and left for church a little bit later than I normally would, well, significantly later than I normally would, and enjoying looking out over the snowy countryside. And I got out, I, I go north on Reynolds, and then I go east and north on, on uh, M60, which divides into a divided highway. And right where the highway divides... The snow was coming down, and I looked up ahead, and I saw that somebody was in trouble. And I could tell that it was, uh, as I got closer, it was a small car with a flat tire, and there was a woman there who had a flat tire. Now, she's in the middle of the median, just where the two-lane divides into a four-lane. The snow is spitting. It's cold and blowy, and the cars are going by, kind of throwing slush uh, as they go by. And I thought, oh, what a, how awful it would be to have a flat tire in that place at that time in the early morning cold and the snow and ice. And I know how all those, how those tires are often, you know, seized on and, and it's hard to get the lugs loose and how difficult it is to change the tire and how terrible it would be if that was my daughter out there, just a young woman with a flat tire on a winter morning. But I was late. I kept going. And as I passed, here's what I noticed that warmed my heart. Behind the little car was a pickup truck. And, uh, and been hazards were pulled on. And the man that was driving the pickup truck was a middle-aged man with a tire iron. And he was sitting down beside the girl's uh, car. And he was changing her tire. And he looked competent. looked like he knew what he was doing changing her tire. She was laughing and talking and he was laughing and talking. And I was glad to see that he had things well in hand. So I wouldn't be like the Levite priest on the road to Jericho who just stepped over the man that was beaten and injured on his his way to his priestly duties. Uh, Hey, if you find somebody broken down along the way today, stop and help them. It'll warm the hearts of the passers-by if nothing else. Anyway, that's a story from out on Bittersweet Farm, but it's not the story that I wanted to tell you today. It's another story. It's a story I want to I want to tell again. I don't think I've told the story on the podcast before or the follow-up story. So I'll tell you the original story, and then I'll tell you what I believe the Spirit put upon my heart today as I started out on my early morning walk in the dark to go down east uh, on on the road that I live on and meet my pastor friend Chris to walk with him 
between about 7 o'clock this morning. I was thinking about a a summer day years ago in the downriver in the gas station. I was I always like to clean out the inside of my car, a few papers or any fast food wrappers that might be left over in my car. When I stop and I buy gas, I always like to use that little trash can there to see to it the inside of my car is tidy. And I was doing that that day on that sunny day when a guy pulled up beside me in a 1948, a white 1948, I believe Chevy pickup truck. It was a gorgeous a pickup truck, an old restored white pickup truck. And the driver was a guy 10 years my senior. I remember he was the same age as his truck. I was born in 48, or sorry, I was born in 58. He was born in 48, and the car was a 48. That's how I remember all that. And he was he's kind of an old hippie. Uh, he's uh, had long blonde hair, real well-groomed, long blonde hair. He kind of stood out, you know, you, you, with his old classic car and his hair the way it was. And he had a big smile. He seemed friendly. And he noticed I was throwing papers away that had some kind of religious words on them, some churchy words. And he said, so are you religious? I said to him, well, I'm a pa- yeah, I'm a, I'm a Christian and I'm a pastor, a pastor up here in Baptist Church up here. He said he got a big smile on his face and he said, oh, wouldn't it be, I've always thought, wouldn't it be nice if people who are, the Jesus people, the Christians, would would act like Jesus, like the Bible says Jesus acted. Well, that that stuck in my mind, and immediately I began to tell that story to Christians to challenge them to be a testimony to to act like Jesus. Here's this guy who's not a follower of Jesus saying, "Wouldn't it be nice if people who said they are following Jesus really did it?" And so that's the story. I've told it often, and and. And it's an interesting story, I think. And it's thought-provoking. It's one we should think about. But now here's what happened on my walk this morning. As I start down the road uh, on my walk in the, in the early pre-dawn darkness, I thought a little bit more about that man. And I wondered if he's still alive. And I wondered if he's uh, going to go to heaven when he dies. Or if he's going to go to hell. You see... He asked an important question, and that is, are Christians like Jesus? That's a very important question. That's, that's a vital question. Uh, no one should, uh, should soften that question. But there's a question that's more important. It's ultimate. And that is, when you don't act like Jesus and you sin, what then? What about the one who violates God's law and deserves God's judgment? Whether he claims to be a Christian or not, he's under condemnation. The Bible says it in Romans 1. He's under the wrath of God. She's under the wrath of God. You're going to face God in judgment. That man, that pleasant man with the beautiful pickup truck and the well-groomed hair and the pleasant way about him is one day going to face God. And even if all the Christians in the world acted in a hypocritical way, still, he will give an answer for his own sin and his own soul. And at that point, the main question really isn't if he acted like Jesus, or how often he acted like Jesus, or how often he didn't act like Jesus. Is, is he under the mercy of Jesus? Has received forgiveness from Jesus? Is he born again? Is he a child of God? Is he saved? Does he have eternal life? 
And I would ask you the same thing about the people in your life, about you. Do you know that you have eternal life? Do the people that you know know how to have eternal life? Are you, have you taken responsibility to in some way, shape, or form, some creative way, get the life-giving truth of the gospel to the people that God has put you in their life? You can do it by giving them a tract. You can do it by giving them a video to watch, link a podcast. You can do that by giving them a book. You can do that by inviting them to a concert, to inviting them to church. The best way in the world to do it is just to simply in, in, embed the truth of the gospel that Jesus died for our sins into everyday conversation, especially as you feel around the edge of their souls for the place where the gospel should go in. So I hope somebody back where I used to pastor bumps into that man before it's too late and presses in the question that's even more important than the question that he asked. And that is not, are you like Jesus? But what do you do when you're not like Jesus? And that's the story from out on Bittersweet Farm today, where every day is a beautiful day and the little light in the kitchen is always on. <laughs>